Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple moments and relax. Anything that's going on in your life, just let it fall by the wayside. It can wait. Just recognize the presence of God with you right now. We all are in his presence all the time. He's in us and we are in him. We don't need to try to get his attention. We don't need to inform him what's going on. He's not surprised by anything. Sometimes we think he is because of the way things turn out. So often we think we know that, okay, if God was a loving God, he wouldn't allow this or that to happen. And so we figure if something bad has happened, that somebody's at fault. Something went wrong. Rather than understanding that this is part of our life here on this earth, the bitter with the sweet, the rain falls on the just and the unjust alike. So we don't evaluate our relationship with God based on our circumstances. Instead, we see that our circumstances have been crafted by God for his purposes. There are three ways God gets our attention when we're resisting him or ignoring him or insisting on doing our own things. He puts his finger on our finances, our health, or our relationships, and sometimes more than one, to get our attention. Now, what? why does he want to get our attention? Because he loves us. He enjoys our company. Think about that. God enjoys your company. He likes being with you. He likes it so much that he made it inevitable that you will be with him 100% of who you are in him all the time, fully who you are, one with him. That's his goal for you. That's his purpose. A lot of times we focus on what what is our, you know, what is my purpose? We think that if we know what we're supposed to be doing, what our purpose is, that it will make life easier. We'll be able to put all our energy into what our purpose is, what our goal is. Because we figure, okay, if we can identify our purpose that God has set aside for us, 
he will give us what we need to accomplish that purpose. Well, let me tell you, if you here's what your purpose is. It's not that complicated. It's not that hard. Your purpose is to know him, to know God experientially. To do that, we're becoming one spirit, soul, and body. It's not that complicated. It's not about ministering. It's not about, you know, you can accomplish God's purpose for you and nobody would ever know. No, this is not about reaching out or helping God or achieving a new level. This is relational. Being one with God, knowing him. And we can spend our whole lives, and hopefully we do and will, in the process of knowing him. Not by our mind, not by our soul even, but experientially. Having encounters of one kind or another. I'm not talking about, you know, having a, you know, um, some kind of manifestation or an angelic visit or, you know, vision or anything like that but where we are changed because we are in his presence and we are allowing him to do whatever he needs to do and whatever he wants to do to accomplish in us what we cannot do. We cannot change our soul. We can't heal our wounds, but we can learn how to go to Go to him to get them healed. And this is one of the reasons he puts us in these difficult situations, is so that we can learn how to go to him with them, with those difficult situations. Not so we can try harder to fix those situations or overcome them. Try to prevent that they never happen again. When you have experienced... God's healing, for instance, you know, overcoming fear when he touches you with joy. You're never afraid of fear again. You're never afraid of being wounded. You may not enjoy it. You may not like it. You may want to avoid it. But you'll never be afraid of it. It will never be a hindrance to you. Because you'll have the confidence of God's going to heal me and it's going to be enjoyable. I can trust him and it will bring us closer. So when we start focusing on the relational aspect of why we're here and remember that his presence is with us always and we are in it, You are in God's presence right now. We've talked before about different kinds of presence. There's there's the omniscient presence where he's present to everything, every cell in the world, every atom, 
was created by God and is sustained by him and controlled by him, including time, including gravity, every aspect of our natural world and the supernatural world. But I think before we can even begin to understand our true nature, which is spirit, I think that understanding and learning to function on the supernatural realm, I think that's like a transition where we accept that our physical, natural senses are limited. They don't work in the supernatural realm. They don't work in the spiritual realm. They may be used to some extent. I mean, we may see things, but it's not through our control of our natural senses. So I think before we even start talking about what's going on in the spirit realm right now, the supernatural realm is a transition to that. Now, some of the things we're running up against are misunderstandings and also what others have experienced. And maybe you yourself have had uncertain or fearful or misunderstood experiences. Maybe you've even been told this is not for this time. And let me just say that, you know, we're going to be talking about gifts of the spirit, which are really gifts of the soul, when we start talking about what's going on in the supernatural realm, don't try to figure things out. Let God teach you. We all have a desire and a need, and it's a soulical, it's part of our soul. God put that desire in your soul so he doesn't hold it against you. But each one of us has a desire to understand, to categorize, to learn. It's, you know, this is why we sometimes just, if we, if we can't understand or categorize or learn, we just put it in the faith bucket. We're just going to accept it by faith. Well, reality is is that we accept everything by faith. Because even if we think we understand this is what's going on, we see through a glass darkly. We're getting hints and tastes of God's nature. We would not be able to survive an experience, a true spiritual experience. So God is gracious and generous and kind and leads us along step by step on each on our own pathway. And we've talked so many times about how most of what's going on in our life is totally God doing his thing in our life. 
let's say 95% of what's going on in our life is, is totally God. And that most of it we don't even see or notice. And he's just doing his thing. He's healing us. He's, you know, giving us truth to replace the lives. He's restoring our soul. He's reuniting us, spirit, soul, and body. He's doing all these things without us even knowing it so we don't interfere. Then there's the 5% where we are not just participating in what he's doing but also we are learning to live according to the manner in which he created us. That you, your true nature is a spirit, and you're either dead or alive in your spirit. Your true nature is spirit. You have a soul. It's not who you are. And you live in a body suited to this earth. Somebody not too long ago called it a meat sack. You have flesh and blood and bones and muscle. That's not you. That's what's housing your soul. And to some extent, your spirit. But your true nature is spirit. And you're, again, your spirit is either living or dead. There's no in-between. So once we becoming a li- become a living spirit, we are in Christ, entered the kingdom. And we then join with God in reuniting our spirit, soul, and body. Now, we have an understanding of how the natural realm works because it's what we live in every day. Everything from what causes us stress and fear and joy, most of that has something to do with the natural realm. Some of it has to do with the solical. We'll talk about that. Our, how even we are relating to one another right now, it's very fundamentally based on our communicating in the natural realm. I'm using words and language and technology in the natural realm to communicate with you. I'm using common words. I'm using common illustrations so we can communicate Well, that isn't necessarily what happens in the supernatural realm or in the spiritual realm. This is just a very basic example. In in the supernatural realm, and therefore in the spiritual realm, God can just drop truth on you. Where... You were thinking about, okay, how does this happen? If God is good, why does, God, why does he allow certain things to happen? And we rely on our own understanding and our own experience, what we see around us, our own life experience, and we try to draw conclusions. And God just comes along and changes us 
with his own truth, without explaining anything. He just hear, this is, this is the reality. So a lot of times we come up with these questions and we think we want the questions answered. Really, God is using the questions to draw us to him. Not so that he can answer the questions, but so that he can achieve whatever he wants to achieve in us, which is relationship. So we've, over and over again, we talk about what's the first thing we learn. We turn to God. I'm, Lord, I'm really struggling with understanding why this is happening or what I'm supposed to do or where I went wrong. First thing you do is, Lord, what's going on here? First thing, first thing, always turning to God. Not trying to figure it out, not going to your pastor, not going to your Bible, but God. He's the author and finisher of your faith, of your past, your present, your future, your spirit, soul, your body. He is your everything. So he knows what's going on. And he wants to talk to you about it. So when we start looking at what's going on in the supernatural, we simply see, say, this is an opportunity to expand our relationship with God. It's not about special gifts or anointing or power or authority. Now, all those may happen. God does give special gifts and anointing and power and authority. And he, there's power and authority and gifts and anointing that come automatically as, we, as our soul is brought into alignment with our spirit. For instance, you can't wait for him consistently and allow him, his presence to dwell in you without changes happen, without your soul and the gifts that are latent in your soul becoming energized. Sort of like, you know, those Jiffy Pop popcorn things. I don't even know if they're still around. But you shake them over the heat and they start to pop. There, It's going to happen. It's the same way for for us if as we spend time with God change happens and it happens in the, our natural body it happens in our soul and it happens in our experiencing our spirit your spirit doesn't change but how we receive life because remember all the eternal life you need is already in your spirit. The problem is our soul. Our soul has been disconnected from our spirit. So God's process is to free up our soul and restore the connection so that his life is flowing through him, through our spirit, and into our soul, and then even into our body. So that's where the work is, is where our soul is. And our soul dwells in the supernatural realm. It doesn't fill the supernatural realm. 
It is a part of the supernatural realm. There are other creatures and other entities and other dynamics that are going on in the supernatural realm. For instance, there are angelic creatures. There are demonic creatures. There could be things like ghosts. I don't know. Things like that that dwell in the supernatural realm, which is, again, the same realm our soul dwells in, functions in. Now, don't try to figure this out with your brain. Don't try, you know, and even if we try to diagram it, it's very limited, and it's a representation in something that cannot be comprehended by the thing itself. It's like, you know, you point at a dog, look, there's a toy over there, and they look at the finger. Let God reveal it to you. Let him teach you. Our goal is to accept that he wants to teach us. And so the more we can start being aware and available and thirsty and hungry for being taught how the supernatural realm works and how our soul functions in the supernatural realm, the more the funner it can be, the more joyful, the easier sometimes at least there can be greater satisfaction and contentment because we will have a greater acceptance that this is the process, this is the way walking in it. This is the path for you. So when we're talking about the gifts, what we're talking about If we talked about our physical being, do you consider it a gift to be able to walk? Is it a natural gift that you have to be able to walk? Now, we could even say some are more gifted at walking than others. Some are clumsy oafs. Some people have two left feet. But... Walking itself is not a special gift because our body was made to walk. Most of us, you know, we can think of our sight as a gift because it's so wonderful. We value it so highly. But if you're born with eyes that see, it came with your body. Now, some, again, we're not talking about those that have problems, whether it's, you know, needing glasses or a birth defect or anything like that. We're talking about a healthy human body has eyes that see. So it's not a special gift to be able to see out of your eyes. We can go through all the senses, smelling, tasting, feeling, hearing. These are part of our body which are part of the natural realm. So we don't refer to them as the gift of hearing. I hear because I have working, functioning ears. I have a working, functioning nose, and my brain interprets the sensory, the senses that, sensory information that comes in in a certain way. 
what I taste, I take for granted. We take these all for granted. We don't think of them as special gifts. Now, growing up, when we were little tiny babies, we would taste something new and spit it out. We would hear strange sounds and react. We would see new things and have to learn to focus. So there was a learning curve. And that's where we often get stuck in the supernatural realm, is the learning curve. We want to accept that through the process of learning, the end result will be experience. Once we learn how to walk in the supernatural realm and see and taste and smell and experience the supernatural realm, then we can really start to enjoy our soul as part of the supernatural realm. Just as we can enjoy and take care of and experience the natural realm in our body because we have learned how our natural senses work. Hopefully that makes sense. Just as in our natural senses learning, there's a persistence on our end, also the acceptance that we develop these, um, the confidence through habit, through consistency, persistence. But the point is, is that these, the qualities of your soul are already there. You, you didn't have to ask God, again, barring, barring uh, physical issues, being born, for instance, or having an accident or a health issue. If you are seeing today, you don't have to get up in the morning, tomorrow morning, and ask God to see tomorrow, visually speaking. You, your, if your eyes worked yesterday, odds are they're going to work tomorrow. If your ears worked yesterday, odds are your ears are going to work tomorrow. So it's, there's a learning curve. Then we learn. Then we experience the realm. Then we now, when you can walk and and see and hear, you can drive a car without thinking about it. You can walk across the street. You can hug people. You can eat. You do normal, physical, natural things that are part of the natural realm without thinking about it, because it's become part of your life. While exploring what's going on in the supernatural realm and having your senses quickened, your solical senses quickened, you'll begin to participate in the supernatural realm just as easily as you do in the natural realm now. So as your solical, again, we call them gifts, they really aren't, they're just part of the quality of what a soul is. You know, we're, we develop good judgment. We are developing a an awareness of God's presence, of other things that are going on in the supernatural realm. 
as those things are, and even power and authority and other things that we'll, we'll get into, as we experience how they work and then use them just like in any other learning curve, it's not just we don't, don't just learn about how our eyes work. We experience sight. So in the supernatural realm, we don't just experience how authority works. We use that authority. So this, this, as we move forward, there's going to be questions you're going to have. Some of them are going to be about your own beliefs and about your own abilities and about your own having your own questions, but there's also going to be doctrinal questions, even scriptural, even about things that other people can't answer. And really what you are going to want to do is take those questions to God. Don't ignore them. Don't expect a quick answer. But remember, this is one of the ways that God draws our attention, is he gives us a hunger and a thirst. And that's all really a question is. For instance, a question is, does everybody have the same power and authority? I'm going to answer it, yes, because we all have the same access to the spirit through our soul. God is not a respecter of persons. But those are some fun conversations we can have. So think about any hindrances or any questions or any areas where you're hesitant about learning more about what is going on in your soul and how your soul reacts and functions and relates to the supernatural realm And stop thinking about them in terms of gifts and spiritual gifts and something special, but rather that they are attributes of your soul that you were born with. So we will be getting back together again this same time next week. I'm always glad to hear from you. You can drop me a line at diane at therainersclub.org or through Blog Talk Radio. We'll be getting back together again same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.